I am my father's foundation. Mm, guess what it is? It's so funny. What is it teaching? She was reading all in my stuff about the foundation. I was like, Lord, I know my labor was not in vain. <laughs> the scripture, I mean, he gives confirmation. That's why I'm laughing. I'm like, man, she don't even know. Amen. Glory to God. I know that's right. Woo! Subject matter. What's wrong with our society really is it's going to be a tough one, especially for the men. All right, I got one all right. My God. Foundation. It's going to be tough. And then fatherhood. Let's see? Okay. All right. Y'all got a roll too now. <laughs> wow. Let's see. I want to go here, man. I guess we just got to dig right into it. I guess we just you know, got to dig right into it. Hmm. Okay. Here. Yeah. Let me show a few things here. Fathers are very important. I mean, so important that we don't really understand. No, for real. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't understand the role and of the husband, the father, the son. Um, we're going to talk about a few things here. I'm not going to try to shout. I'm going to try to. The words of a father have enormous power over a child's destiny that would be been you at some point verbal blessing or verbally blessing a child is the key to raising him or her with adequate spiritual safeguards did y'all hear what I said see what you say to your children oh I'm glad see everybody need to be here today ain't here you got to try your best to get into the house of God. Amen. If you're not working and you ain't dead, maybe you should be here today. God prepared something for you. See, in your life, there's a missing link. And when we come together, God, he, he attaches that. And he brings that to you so you can get your life together. Awesome. Y'all understand what I'm saying? The book of Genesis emphasizes the blessings of the father to its sons. The patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all gave formal blessings to their children. And in Jacob's case, some to his grandchildren. That means if he can, I can. Receiving the blessing from one's father was a high honor. And losing the blessing was like a curse, as y'all saw with Esau, right? We're going to get in here. Researchers, or researchers, has consistently found, now check this out, having an involved dad benefits kids. That's right. 
See, we're going to need this today. I'm fathering you tonight now. I'm pastoring you. I'm fathering you. Okay, so this is some of the main issues with all of our lives, whether you believe it or not. And I'm going to take my time. I'm going to show you how it, how it has been and how it has an effect on you and generations to come. That's why I need the young men in here today to listen. Okay. Listen to this. You're never too old to learn. A study in the University of Maryland School of Medicine in Baltimore <laughs> concluded that children who have active fathers learn better and have higher self-esteem and are less prone to depression than those who don't. See, the father, where are the fathers? See, we, mm, y'all don't understand the role. I'm going to try to help you today understand the role of a father. Very important. God makes no mistakes. Amen. And if you can stay awake, I'm going to bless you. Okay? For real. <laughs> Did y'all hear what the reacher said? Now let's think about that. Concluded that children who have an active father. I told you, you got fathers in home, but they're not active. Right. They're just there. You had to be an active father. Okay. All right, let me get there. Let's listen. I need the kids to hear this too. Y'all hear me? Did y'all hear me? Let me answer back, children. All right. See a lot of TV. See like that. That just gives you a hint of when somebody talking to you and you don't give them the attention that is afforded to them. This is Bible study. We're talking. I'd like to interact with you. I mean, I need a response from you. Okay? Let's be a studious. Come on, let's do this. All right. People get offended when you walk in your authority. See, if I need some fathers walking in their authority. Loving. That's the key. A child needs a father. Did y'all hear what I said? A child needs a father to show him how to read life's map so that it can recognize the roads, that's plural, that leads a life and patterns that lead to death and destruction. How to know what love requires. A father has to teach this. What love requires. They don't come from mom. So if you are disrespectful to your dad, see how your love is acting? All right. I'm going to get to the one that the dad ain't there. I'm going to help you with that too. You're going to be without an excuse. Of your behavior. Oh, Lord. oh, I know this. We come to do this. I'm talking about the father. See, we don't understand the father. We don't know the father. So I'm going to hold you. I'm going to show y'all that Jesus knew his father. Okay. All right. Let's look at this. You need that father. That child needs that father to show him the different paths of life and the life and the death and destruction and 
and what love requires. And when to find steel in the heart when life makes demands greater than he can endure. Okay. This is important. The father. This is important. Well, y'all don't even understand. I'm going to get to this thing. Researcher says that this is a great benefit for those who are called fathers as well. Fatherhood comes with a lot of great health perks. Fatherhood. Dr. Marcus Goldman, the author of The Joy of Fatherhood, not only does it inspire men to take care of themselves physically, but it also fills them with a sense of purpose. That genuine, see this, oh, I'm just telling you, man, have some kids, hold on. <laughs> right, that's right. But it also fills them with a sense of purpose and it, genuine, and it genuinely enhances their uh, psychological well-being. The father. Mm-hmm. There are many great benefits of fatherhood and imparting from one generation to the next generation. See, my main goal, like I want to do, is, is to encourage fathers of all walks of life to embrace the positive aspects of fatherhood and sonship. Because fatherhood and sonship go together. What benefits children and generations yet unborn. One of the main ways God provides leadership in his kingdom Hence that word. Y'all remember that word kingdom? I'm going to get on that. One of the main ways that God provides leadership in his kingdom is through the fathers. This is why the spirit of Elijah must come and restore the hearts of the father to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Otherwise, as in Malachi 4.6 says that I will come and strike the earth with a curse. This is, this is important. This is final, and these final scriptures in these days point that God's fatherly role in the kingdom, fatherly um, or fathering involves the loving ooh, heart attitude displays in raising children. Okay, y'all shouldn't have no attitude raising your kids. Mm. See, a father exhorts. He comforts and employs, listen, and chastens when necessary. Well, I wouldn't have to do it if it weren't necessary. All right. But only after establishing. This is good. That discipline, that chasten, but only after establishing you through much encouragement. See, father's supposed to be encouraging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A father is always around. Uh-oh. Listen to what I said. I said a father is always around through thick and thin. A father does not, listen, forsake you when you fail or leave you when you are, uh, or when disagreements arise. That's it. I'm going. I don't want to talk to you no more. A father does not only goes with you to the battle, but he leads you in the battle. A father. Just, see, some, something th- some things are going around with us men here and our young boys. Some, something's going on. How come it's not the sins of the mother passed down? It's the sins of the father that's passed down through the generations. 
Okay. Think about that. Okay. Sins of the Father. Okay. Ooh. A father does not forsake you when you fail or leave you when disagreements arrive. A father only goes, listen, he doesn't just go to the battle, but he leads the way. Spiritual fathering has always been a major tool which God has used for building the members of the body of Christ. See, as a father, you, you're not just the father. You, you're a spiritual father. I know in the aspect you think he's a spiritual father in the church. And all, that's true, too, and that's, that's, that's a point, too. But I'm not going to hit that one too hard today. Um, I'm trying to focus in on this fatherhood and the foundation. Okay. The most important thing you could ever impart to someone is how to build a relationship with God. Yes. Did y'all hear that? Yes. The most important thing, not your job, yes. <laughs> not your uh, accolades and your degrees. and all that. The most important thing you could ever do to impart to someone is how to build a relationship with God. Amen. And, that does not, and that doesn't come by teaching or by someone praying for you or a quick fix method. Come it comes from being, listen, come from being loved by a father. See, our fathers, we don't know our roles. We don't know what we're supposed to do. It comes by spending time with someone on a consistent basis who has an intimate relationship with their heavenly father. Yeah, we just don't know our roles. This is why until Jesus came, we never truly knew how to be intimate with God. Jesus threw more light and demonstrated an intimacy of father and son relationship. Did y'all hear that? Yes, sir. Hold on. While on this earth, to a small group of disciples, and this little group became fathers who had sons who became fathers. Maybe y'all didn't get that. This small group of disciples. And this little group became, they became fathers. Who had sons. Who became fathers. It is through Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Where are they going? Huh? All right, this is important. I mean, let's carry on. It is through Jesus Christ that we have come to know the Heavenly Father. Go to John 14. Yeah, let's go here. So important. So important to catch every word.
Amplified, John 14. Uh, start it. Start at 7. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, start at, uh, start at 6. It's John chapter 14 in the Amplified Bible, beginning at verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by, through me. If you had known me, had learned to recognize me, you would also have known my Father. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Verse 8. Mm -hmm. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. Cause us to see the Father. That is all we ask. Mm. Then we shall be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with all of you for so long a time? And do you not recognize and know me yet, Philip? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say then, show us the Father? Mm. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? What I am telling you, I do not say on my own authority and of my own accord, but the Father who lives continually in me mm-hmm. does his works, his own miracles, deeds of power. Wow. Believe- wow. No, you're good. Now, go ahead and do 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the very works themselves. Mm-hmm. If you cannot trust me, at least let these works that I do in my Father's name convince you. My goodness. See, you're, like I mean, our identity is, is in the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've already seen the Father. Yet no man has seen God. Why does that, that sound like it contradicts itself a little bit. Well, we're going to carry on. We're going to get to that. See, for us to go on with who you are, you must first know who the Father is. The only way that God is now, he is revealed. It is, he is revealed unmistakably in these scriptures. Jesus himself is the perfect revelation of God. Jesus is the perfect revelation of God. If a man wishes to see exactly who God is and what God is like, he must look at Yeshua, Jesus. The supreme revelation, listen, of Yeshua, Jesus, is that God is love. And a God of love is bound to reveal the way the truth, and the life in the most perfect picture possible. A God of love will never leave a man in the dark, ever seeking and never able to find him or know him. Now, see, we, don't, we, got, we got to know the Father first when we go on about you and your foundation. We got to know the Father first. Okay? Did, did y'all hear that? Remember he said, I'm the truth, the life, and the way? Okay. A God of love is bound by absolute love to show man oh, the way to himself. 
as love. He would never leave men in the dark, feeling about stumbling around the way. Jesus Christ, Yeshua, is the way. Jesus is the perfect picture of the way. A God of love is bound by absolute love to show man the truth about himself. As love, he would never leave man in the dark, searching and grasping after the truth. Jesus, Yeshua, is the truth. Jesus is the perfect picture of the truth. A God of love is bound by absolute love to show man the life of himself. As love, he would never leave man in the dark, wandering aimlessly about and being hopeless and seeking after the life. Jesus is the life. Jesus Christ is the perfect picture of life. I can't break it down no further than that. Good to see you, Elder. Woo. My goodness. Woo. Did y'all hear that? I don't want to repeat that. We got to get on in this thing. Where I want to go here now? I got a whole lot I want to show y'all. Y'all, if y'all got the time. If y'all got the time, we're gonna go through the spiritual fathering. We're gonna go to covering in a little bit. We'll come back to that. Yeah, we're gonna do the covering. Comes back. I got. I got a whole lot. I got to save some time. So, all right. Well, here we go. Now we're gonna do this. Let's go here. Go to First John. First John two. Twelve fourteen. Um, no, in this instance, you have King James up. There's something I want to show you in King James on there. <laughs> King James sixteen eleven. Yes. First John chapter 2, verses 14 through 16 in the King James Bible. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Okay. Okay, we're going to show you a little something here. First John. Okay. You're in King James, right? So, verse 12, right? Read that again. Verse 12? Mm-hmm. I started at 14. So we go back to 12? Oh, no, I just want you to read something right there. Um, 
Wait a minute, it's, I told you 2 through 12, right? I know, I told you 12 through chapter 2, 12 through 14, right? First uh, John mm-hmm. 2, 12 through 14. Okay. Give me 12. All right. So verse 12, I write unto you, little children. Okay, stop right there. He says, I write unto you, right? I, I am writing. He says, I am writing to you. It's present. Okay? Mm-hmm. Go down to 13. It says, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. Mm-hmm. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. Mm. I writing, and I wrote, and I write. So one is like past, and one is present. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let's talk about this for a minute. What is he really saying in these scriptures? From this scripture, we see a progression of growth in the relationship and responsibility we have now with the Father. At each stage, our spiritual growth. As little children, we know his forgiveness for our mistakes or our sin. But by the time we become young men, when you read it, we have grown into a level of maturity to overcome the wicked one. See, it's a progression. Still, we are called children. Our knowledge of God is continuous and growing and ongoing, leading and being led in an integral part of, spiritual, of our spiritual walk. We only become a spiritual father, men, when we are walking or we have walked with God intimately for a period of time. Spiritual fathers equip, raise, and disciple others to uh, raise spiritual children in turn for spiritual fathering. Your job is to raise some spiritual fathers, men. That's exactly. Say we don't we don't really we don't get it in that whole progression of that scripture. He's talking to us. He's talking to it as you are maturing. Little boys, little little young men and then men. He's progressing as we're progressing in our spiritual walk. You're maturing. Just like Paul says, until we come to the what to the full mature. And when I was a child, I thought like a child. I act like one. Got mad when you said something to me. Like a child. See, see, this is this is what he was saying. We should be growing spiritually. Okay, I'm just saying we we should be growing spiritually. You should not be the same today as you was yesterday. We we, we shouldn't be. Why are you accepting that? Hmm. That's one part I want to get. Let me just jump right to this. Okay. Here we go. Let's, let's look at this. He, in Ephesians 4.11, he says, you know, this is the fivefold ministry. He said, I gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith. 
and of the acknowledgement of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ, right? So you understand, these are gifts, like what you have. These are the gifts that are in the body. Okay. So I want to let you know, we got, wanna, we got to understand something when it comes to, like, I'm really, we've been in this thing called church for so long. And when it comes to, like, the real role of a pastor or spiritual father, we have very little experience. We, we have very, go ahead. We have very little experience. And I mean, for real, dealing with true fatherhood, true spiritual fathers, true pastors, and what my job is to do. Okay? So we, we, have, a, we have an issue there. Um, in 1 Corinthians 4, uh, 4.14, and, and it teaches, he said, there are many teachers in the body, but not many fathers. That's right. That, but I'm going I'm to help you with that. So, in other words, teachers are numerous, listen, in our lives. I didn't say anointed teachers. I didn't say teachers in the fivefold. Okay, so we, we, he said we have many teachers. No, they're not many teachers of the gospel. No, there are many teachers in your life. numerous that's right that's exactly right y'all getting this thing so so we have to what i'm, I'm going to say next we get it misconstrued in other words there are many teachers you know in your life it's like common there's everybody got an opinion numerous in our life but fathers are rare and exclusive see this puts a difference between a father and a teacher See, I'm, I'm a father, but I'm, I'm also a teacher, but we don't understand it. The main difference, listen, what Paul was revealing versus teachers versus he's not talking about the fivefold. He know what the fivefold is supposed to do. This, this, is, this is it. What he was revealing here is that teachers versus fathers. I didn't say I said fathers. It's that teachers inform. But fathers, in part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fathers, they in part. Teachers are excellent communication of information. But fathers, uh-oh, listen to this. Release revelation. I didn't say reveal, I said release revelation happens all the time when teacher and I are up here so I'm releasing revelation but what she comes in now and teaches all of, yes we are we, we see see when we see the structure of how it works we don't even realize it the real structure because we don't know our roles Did y'all hear what I say? Paul was saying in this, teachers, they inform, but fathers impart. Hold on. Fathers, fathers impart. Teachers communicate. 
See, this, what's your degree in? Communication. What's your master in? Communications. Okay, well, there you go. Just take communication. She give me the whole thing. They communicate information, but fathers release revelation. So, so that means that's the thing that you're holding back. See, it has to be released, let go. Cut God Almighty. Y'all got to get this. See, this is why fathers are so important here. In parting, in parting of the covering of a father comes via relationship, not merely affiliation. Timothy and the church, or the church's Paul fathered spiritually, received gifting, apostolic order, and listen, and relationship impartation. And came, listen, and came directly from the unique relationship to Paul, not just as an apostle, but as their spiritual father. See, this is so important. This is so important. This is, I need the fathers in here to see themselves as this. And we don't do it. We don't do it. See, the absence of knowing your purpose produces, check this out, loneliness. Frustration, disappointment, a sense of failure, and many negative results. People can go to school for many years and go for additional years in the profession and can end up in great disappointment simply because they never discovered their purpose. I told y'all cemeteries are filled with people. Never fulfill their purpose. Die never knowing the full potential of your life. That is such, mm -mm, that's not right. It is the discovery of the purpose that produces great satisfaction and turns a dangerous crisis into a challenging opportunity. Mm -hmm. Did y'all hear what I said? I said loneliness, frustration, disappointment, all those things, failure, negative. See, those things lead to people just who are not balancing their mind, suicide. Okay, dangerous. It's important for you to know your purpose. Okay. In order for us to come into full experience of benefits of discovering our purpose, we must have a mature understanding of biblical concept of spiritual fathering that unlocks your destiny. So this is why I'm trying to do with things with y'all to unlock your spiritual destiny with inside of you. But you're fighting me. You won't come. Now you're not fulfilled. Now you're depressed. See, you don't understand the father of the father is the one that helps you with all this. But we can't find him. Okay. I'm going to speed this up because we're going here. See, we just don't know who it is. We don't know who it is. I wish Annie was here today. See, let me go here. I'm going to branch off on over here. Okay. Keep on going here. Them. <laughs> 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 
All right now. Fatherhood is a reality that has influenced humanity since the beginning of creation. The peace and happiness or the pain and trouble of an individual experience in this life can be directly related to how they relate to their father. Okay, did y'all hear that? May I read it? Y'all want me to read it again? Okay, fatherhood is a reality. That has influenced humanity. Did, did y'all hear what I just said? See, we read so fast. Fatherhood. Terrence, fatherhood is a reality that has influenced humanity since the beginning of creation. The peace and happiness or the pain and trouble of an individual experience in this life can be directly related to how they related to their father. I just did. Okay. Okay. Here we go. When you don't honor your father, there is the potential for you to experience difficulties and challenges in your life yes. that will eventually impact those around you and, listen, and society at large. See, we just don't, we just don't understand what this does to society. I'm, I'm gonna, well, if I get time, to dig into this thing before we leave here. I got a lot to give you. Do y'all hear what I just said? No, we don't think that. We think what happens in your home affects only your home. Listen to this. The difficulties and challenges in your life is directly impacted with those around you and the society at large, no matter how blessed and prosperous you become. Your unresolved issues hmm, and unexplained difficulties, unexplained difficulties, can be directly related to how you have treated or honored your father or spiritual father. So you got to treat me right too. Y'all want me to close the book? So we want to know what's going on in our life. Why it seems like don't nothing seem to be working right. Real simple. Real simple. Real simple. Mm -mm -mm. See, fatherhood, this is important, Terrence. Fatherhood gives the individual a sense of identity. Fatherhood. Ain't no daughter in here need to know, who am I? Uh, ain't no daughter of mine should be asking, who am I? Okay. All right. Who's your daddy? All right. See, did y'all hear that? Fatherhood gives the individual a sense of identity. Your father. Okay. All right, see, we, we got to go on. We're going to get this thing. This is going to be good. Just follow with me. Everyone traces their route back to their parents, especially the father. This should not be strange because God gave the father the responsibility of sowing 
the seed of the individual who comes into this world. You got a job. Will you sow your seed? See, we don't understand this thing. Did y'all hear that? My God. Uh, it is heavy. That has a lot of implications. This should not be strange because God gave the father responsibility of sowing the seed of the individual who comes into this world. This is exemplified by the many stories that we have read and heard uh, from the people who have lived in a sense of emptiness in their whole life because they didn't know who their father was. Did y'all hear that? Emptiness. Their whole life. Because they didn't know who their father was. Mm -mm. Fatherhood is very critical. Listen, this is what blew my mind. Fatherhood is very critical to the stabilization of humanity. Fatherhood. And therefore cannot be overlooked or taken for granted. Did y'all hear that? Fatherhood is very critical to the stability of humanity. I'm going to go in there a little deeper right there, a little surface right here. Fatherhood and sonship go hand in hand. The issue of fatherhood is not... Discussed apart from sonship. A father gives birth to sons, thus the reason why he is called a father. The son is called the son because he has a father. Mm -mm. The problem with fatherhood today is that it is not what God intended it to be. Fatherhood, in many senses, has become or been reduced to just biological. Mm-hmm. Sons are struggling to acknowledge fatherhood. The situation accounts for several observations that demand attention and the response from humanity, especially those of us who are called to provide spiritual leadership. See, a, a father, you, it's not that you just raise your children. It's not that you just raise your children. My goodness. Boy, we don't know. We don't understand. God knows the problem of fatherhood today, which is the separation of the father from their sons and has designed. He has a design to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The prophet. Uh, uh, Malachi, um, Malachi said uh, had a prophetic declaration that clearly spelled out this clearly spelled out God's heartbeat, restoring the heart of the father unto the sons and the sons unto the father. Behold, I will send Elijah the prophet before the coming and the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall return the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to theirs. Least they curse come upon the earth. This is I mean, we we just the fathers, man. We just they don't have no clue. Our daughters, man. Just think about it. When a dad has a girl. The dad is the king of her heart. He should be. 
right? When a dad has a girl, he should be the king of her heart. And a young man entering to her, right, life, what he should do is weigh who the father is. And he should relate to her accordingly to who her father is. That's how he should relate to her. Okay. Did y'all hear that? Ooh, okay. You know why? Because I'm the king of her heart. And you better come straight. You know why? Because I've trained her. Because I've trained her. Okay. Okay, I've trained her. Mm-hmm. So you better be prepared when you come to my door. Okay. See, when a man is misbehaving, he either, listen, he either is not afraid or he is disrespectful or disrespectful to the father-in-law. So this is how he treats you. According to how he treats the father-in-law. Because how you have presented your relationship with your father to him. So he treats you like that. Did y'all hear that? So you really do control it, ladies. Mm-hmm. You can't stand for it. See, this is why a man, see a man who hits a woman, he's just a straight coward. A man that abuses, he's just a straight coward. And he'll talk back to his mother the same way. Okay. Okay, how mad you are at your mother or your, or your dad? You watch your mouth. Y'all hear me? Because see, when you're out living your little life and you're doing what you want to do and you're not watching when you're crossing the street and distracted, your life can be snuffed out because of your disobedience to your parents. Happens all the time. You don't think so? Okay. You don't believe the word. You have no fear. Just like that man that comes to your daughter and he treats her. He should treat her accordingly who her father is. Well, we don't. Mm-mm. Guess what? The father ain't in the home. So now he can just treat and talk to her anyway. Should be a barrier. Between him and her because he respects her and because he has told her, this is my daddy. And my relationship with him is based on this and this is how we interact. So guess what? If you're going to come into that role, you better act the same way. Man. We won't do that though. Mm Mm-mm. Your father's name is important. Your father's name is you. People are known by their father's name. They're known by their father. A good name can open doors. Mm-hmm. I can give you all scripture, but I'm going to save some time here. You are, no, are you known by your father? Yahweh? Are you known by your father's name? Uh-huh. 
Are you known by your father's name? When you see me, you should see my father's name. Okay. All right. And fathers need to tell their children that you love them. You need to hear that. And the children, you need to tell your parents you love them. Too. Hello. Hello. Did y'all hear me? Uh-uh. You can't hide in here. Because I'm going to move to see you. Okay, act like you don't hear me. Act like you don't hear me. Okay, act like you don't hear me. Father need to tell their children that. And then when your father tell you that, you need to reply and reciprocate that you love them too. And don't always wait for them to tell you that first. You say something. Because you don't own anything. See, that's what's wrong with our kids. They won't have nobody to stand up and tell them what you're wrong, you're wrong. And you're thinking wrong. And I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't going to have no disrespectful or dishonoring child in my home. You're going to get it right. It could just be your life. <laughs> now, that was funny right there. He slid down. <laughs> he ready. He said, I hear you, Pastor. Come on. My goodness. Your father needs to know that you love them. And you need to tell them, like I said. See, see, this is what I love about Greg. Greg, Greg calls me or checks in every once in a while here. It's not once in a while. It's like it's not like five days go by and Greg don't say, Hey Pastor, how you doing? Checking in on you. See, your father needs to hear that. Makes me feel good. It, it makes me see his heart. He's thinking about me. So you should tell your kids that you love them because you're thinking about them. Right. And then they should tell you the same thing because you think, they're thinking about you. Right. Okay. I love it. I love it. He don't know it means more to me than he thinks. He checks in on me. That's what a son does. And Greg considered me his, his father. That's right. It's, serious. it's real for him. You're getting a chance, you can read Ephesians 6, 1. A true son or daughter will obey their father whether they understand him or not. There you go. A true son or daughter will obey their father whether they understand him or not. Okay. See, education equals knowledge. What makes you smart or intelligent, right? But knowledge don't make you wise. You need wisdom and experience. Okay. Don't make you smart. It don't make you wise. A father and a, and a grandfather need to be wise. Okay. He should be wise. You see, he thinks differently. He sees differently. Fathers are builders. If you want to build the house of God, you must first build your house. You got to build your house first. Mm -hmm. God is a God of perfect order. A real man shows forth his success by the condition of his family. 
I wish I could get some more people in here. Did y'all hear that? A real man shows forth his success by the condition of his family. Oh, I think we're going to get into it now. God's foundation for building fathers is that he puts him over a kingdom. Y'all don't even understand. Y'all ain't even understanding. Go to Genesis. Quick, quick, we got to move. I got to get to this thing. Genesis chapter 2, 15, Amplified. It so reads, And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and guard and keep it. All right. And then, you know, in Genesis chapter 128, he told him that, uh, that you have dominion, subdue it. Mm-hmm. You have dominion over it all, over the kingdom. That's right. That's the kingdom. Okay, here we go. Woo. So now, when he said put him in that kingdom, he said, now, take on my morals. Take on my rule, my laws, which governs the kingdom. When I placed you in there. Oh, we got some, we got some space to go. Principle of responsibility, I told you that. When he told him to keep it. All kingdoms colonize. Y'all know that, right? You're in the kingdom, right? All kingdoms colonize. They sent a group of settlers to a place and established political control over it. That's colonization. Okay? In essence, that's what a godly father is teaching his son to do. Okay, okay. See, no, we're not there yet. You just hold on. This is what he's doing. He's teaching his son to colonize, to set up rule and dominion. Okay. Okay. Expand the kingdom of heaven on earth. Okay. Go be fruitful, he told him, multiply, right? Expand the kingdom of heaven on earth. The perfect reflection of spiritual heaven on the material earth. Okay. Ooh. That plan is still being mandated from God today. That ain't changed. Go and make all nations. (laughs) Occupy until I come back. Okay, okay. See, we we don't understand the word. Okay. It seems to me that God... Or it seems that man, well, man, 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 I was thinking about this. It seems that man was always supposed to be on earth. Okay. Go to Revelation real quick. It seems that man is supposed to always be on earth. I know. I know we're going to get to heaven. Hold on. I'm talking about God's intent and purpose. Revelation 21.1. Amplified. It so reads. Then I saw a new sky, heaven, and a new earth. For the former sky and the former earth had passed away, vanished, and there no longer existed any sea. Stop. Now he said the new heaven and the new earth. Heaven as in singular. 
But if you go to Genesis chapter 1, he said, I create the heavens and earth. Okay. <laughs> now, y'all want to go to heaven. Okay, hold on. But then if you keep reading, go ahead. You're going to read that. You see, and I got to save some time. You see that the city, the capital city of Jerusalem is coming to where? Earth. It's coming to earth. Oh, okay. See, this is it. little side note. The first thing that happens when a nation is colonized, you know what they do? They change their language. They change it from the native tongue to the, now the nation's tongue language. See, y'all ain't taking over the kingdom. And you're not speaking his language. Did y'all hear what I said? That's the first thing that happens when a nation is colonized, when it's a takeover. There's a change of the language. Okay, when they colonized all the Caribbean and everything, they changed their language. When now when you come into the kingdom, your language should change. Okay, all right. Mm -mm. That's the first thing he does. When you get, when your first thing the Holy Spirit do, what do he do when you get, he changed your language. He changed your tongue. First thing he grabbed is your tongue. First thing he grabbed. See, your language always gives you away. You can tell where a man is from just by his language. I know you're from heaven now. No, we don't, we don't get it. Okay. All right. I ain't been, maybe it's hollow earth in here. I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, did y'all hear that? Your language gives you away. Your language identifies what nation you are from. So when you come to Christ, the first thing the enemy do is take, make sure you don't speak in tongues. Is make sure you don't never get that. Preach all kind of doctrine on it. Because he know the kingdom language. Though I speak in the tongues of angels. See, and that's it. <laughs> Ain't Satan a fallen angel? See there? And I have not love. See, man, we, we missing this whole thing. Ooh, hold on here. I told y'all. Y'all think, y'all, okay, here we go. See, you're in the earth, but not of the earth. See, you're in the world, but not of the world. Tongues is not a ritual. Tongue is not, tongues is not a ritual. There is, it is a national language. From the nation that you're in, it's a national language. Okay, see, we, see our perspective on it? All right, okay, okay, okay. All right, hold on. Okay, that was side note. Hold on. Adam didn't fall from heaven, did he? What did he fall from? He fell from dominion. He didn't fall from heaven. He fell from dominion. 
So why are you trying to get to heaven? He didn't fall from heaven. He fell from dominion. He fell from dominion. I've given you the earth. Subdue it. Fall from heaven. And God placed him, I told you, and God placed him in the garden. Okay. You can't lose what you never received. You can't lose what you never received. God never gave Adam heaven. He never gave him heaven. He placed him here on the earth. Have dominion here. He gave him the earth. Dominion over the whole earth. So the fall of man was the loss of a kingdom. And he said, I'll show you the kingdoms of this world. Satan did. He didn't say heaven. He said here. Did y'all hear that? Okay. What does it want to take to blow your mind? I don't know. But that's blowing my mind. (laughs) Whatever Adam lost, Yeshua had to bring back to earth. Okay? Woo! My question was, was man supposed to go to heaven? Was man supposed to go to heaven? Mm. He was to have earth as his heaven. Okay, okay, y'all like, I know it's going to mess with some of y'all. Hold on. Let's just keep going. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. See, the kingdom equipped man for rule on the earth. Who wasn't supposed to be here was Satan. Cast him down to earth. Man was placed here. Okay. Okay. See, the kingdom is about occupancy. The kingdom is about occupancy. See, and and the religious people is about, uh, you know, evacuation. We want to leave. Right? That's the rapture. Ready. Rapture ready. Okay, we want to leave. Uh-huh. No, the kingdom is about occupation, occupying. That's what the kingdom is about. It's not about evacuation. The, the church is so raptured ready. See, it has no anointing uh, for kingdom impact because you're ready to go. You are to invade every kingdom of the world. And he said, I'll show you the kingdoms of the world. And you're supposed to occupy while he's gone. You're supposed to colonize, set up, establish government. You are supposed to set up an embassy. He said, that's why you're an ambassador. Well, an ambassador is head of the embassy. And the embassy has diplomatic immunity. And every place that I tread, listen, no law of the land can affect me. It's sovereign wherever I go. I could commit murder and they can't prosecute me. Because I have diplomatic immunity. 
My laws inside of this realm is not affected by the laws of the world. But you keep leaving out. That's where your depression is. Okay. That's where your fantasy world is. You keep leaving. Okay. All right. Think about it. You fantasy. Augmented reality. Okay. So here we go. This got to do it. So let's get here. Let me get back to where I was here. Hold on. Can I, can I get a few more? Yes. Can I give you a few more? Okay, hold on. Kingdom equips you. Okay. All right, hold on. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, we did Revelation there. Okay, I've got to get, I've got to condense it. Hold on a second. Okay. Occupy. So, what is Jesus bringing back? Come on, quickly. Go to Matthew. Let's go here quick. You get one, I get one. Hold on. Go to Matthew 4, 17. Mm-hmm. So reads, from that time, Jesus began to preach, crying out, repent, change your mind for the better. Heartily amend your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, for the kingdom of heaven Ooh. is at hand. Oh, the kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom is here. Okay, he lost the kingdom. But Jesus said, I say, come back to bring things back. Bring things back that were taken. Kingdom is here. Adam had dominion over the kingdom. And he's telling you now that the kingdom is here. It's at hand. Okay, go to Luke 40. Go to Luke 4. Come on. Quick, quick. Luke 4. Four forty-three. And so reads, but he said to them, I must preach the good news, the gospel of the kingdom of God to the other cities and towns also. For I was sent for this purpose. My God. Look at Adam. Gave it over. But he said, now come to bring this kingdom back. Go one more. Luke 9. So reads, and he sent them out to announce and preach the kingdom of God and to bring healing. Good God. See, 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 we miss it. It's real easy. The Bible never said that he healed and cleansed the lepers and raised the dead and then preached the kingdom. Oh, 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 oh. no, he preached the kingdom then. Healing, raising the dead, all that perfect divine order. He preached the kingdom first. <laughs> Dominion, man. <laughs> Woo! Okay, okay, maybe y'all ain't get it. Did you get it? Okay. He had to give evidence that another kingdom had arised. See, sickness is not of the kingdom of heaven. Sickness is of the kingdom of this world. 
So I'm going to announce the good tidings. Let them know that it's an exchange of the kingdom authority. Now, after I have preached the kingdom, now you're healed and cleansed. Good God Almighty. Now, I'm letting know that another kingdom has taken over. See there? See there? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Sicknesses of the kingdom of Satan. See, a kingdom power is in its territory. A kingdom power is in its territory. The more land it has, the greater the power that is, listen, that it has. So this is why the Greek empire wanted to take over the whole world. The Roman empire wanted to take over the whole world because its power is in its territory. Okay. Go you now into all the world. Preaching the gospel, healing the sick, raising the dead. See, we don't get it. We don't get it. Woo, you ought to take over. Man, we are announcing. We're not looking at that. Everybody. See, I'm talking about what you carry. You got the kingdom in you. Where's the kingdom of God? Within you. Man, I can't do it no Okay. Oh, the more land it has, the greater its power. This is the way it is. It, it, a kingdom likes to expand. It has to expand. So when the kingdom take over, it always, listen, there's always a fight. There's always a fight. You never give it up freely. Okay, go to Luke. See, see, Satan, he can't cast out himself out of his own territory. Go to Luke 11, 17 to 20, Amplified. Come on. It so reads, but he well aware of their intent and purpose, said to them, Every kingdom split up against itself is doomed and brought to desolation. And so house falls upon house. Mm. The disunited household will collapse. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom last? Mm. For you say that I expel demons with the help of and by Beelzebub. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if I expel demons with the help of and by Beelzebub, with whose help and by whom do your sons drive them out? Mm. Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I drive out the demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has already come upon you. you. See, see, Satan can't cast out. See, they was accusing him as being of Satan and casting out the demon. A demon can't do that. That's his territory. He's not going to take out from his territory. That's the power. Jesus. But if I do it with the finger of God, know that the kingdom of God is here. Jesus, my God, the kingdom. See, this is what man is supposed to have dominion over. I'm talking about our boys, our men. This is what Aaron, this is what you're supposed to have rule and reign over. Because your father is showing you the way. See, this is about you, Aaron. 
This is who this is about. Good God. See, fathers beget fathers. One day he's going to be a father. God, talk. What is the ultimate desire of Jesus? It's in Matthew 6 and 9. Quick, 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 quick. We got to move. Got to move. I'm going to get this done. So it reads, pray therefore like this, our Father mm. who is in heaven. Okay, he is there. Hallowed, kept holy, be your name. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Verse 10, your kingdom come. Th there you go. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Where is this kingdom supposed to be? No, in heaven. No, on earth. Woo! Okay, okay. Now you're trying to get to heaven. Well, if you read it, you're going to turn and come right back. Okay, well, we don't, we don't get it. We don't get it. Okay. See, see this, is, this is what we don't. See, 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 we, you don't pray to leave earth. Uh, you don't pray, you know, to go to heaven. He's not praying that. He's praying that his kingdom come here on earth. As it was, as you be like dreaming, as it was in the days of heaven to be on earth. He's giving you all kind of hints. And the man, they trying to go now to Mars. That's not where your dominion is. That's not where you're supposed to be, man. Where are you? Okay. Okay. See, religious people, they pray to go to heaven. The kingdom says, pray that heaven comes to you. It says, pray that heaven come to you. Come out of the heavenly. Stay here. Come on, come on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. See, the kingdom is here. This is where you have dominion, reign, rule. See, this is what we don't get. The kingdom is supposed to be a society on earth, just like in heaven. With the same morals and values in heaven. Do y'all get that? The kingdom, listen, okay, this is why they steal that as above, so below, but they don't get it. Mm-hmm. See, Satan do it all the time. He, he's showing you with the bottom. There you go. As above, so below. No, dominion has been given to man. My God. Did y'all hear that? Whew. See, this is, the, this is why God made the heavenly family. To see, this is why he made male and female. It's supposed to be a perfect reflection of what heaven is like. The foundation of of the human family is a male. Did y'all hear that? This is important. The foundation of the human family is the male. About seven billion people on this earth and only one that was made from the soil of the earth. Only one from the soil of the earth. And he didn't go back to create female from the soil of the earth. 
He didn't do that. Because if you're going to build something, you must first lay the foundation down first. You lay the foundation down once. No home has two foundations. This is why you can't have two men as a family. Hello. Okay. I, I'm going to get there. Hold on. I'm going to get there. Okay. When you do that, that's the wrong foundation. That's not God's foundation. The mill is God's chosen foundation for, hum- for the human family. And he put, listen, and he puts us on the bottom. Ooh, I know y'all ain't going to like this one, man. And he puts us on the bottom. I know you're the head. I'm the head and not the tail. That's what we say. That's what we say. Okay. But he puts us on the bottom. You are the foundation. He puts us on the bottom. That means, oh, my God. Okay. The man is the leader. But you are supposed to be able to carry the weight of the family. Can't do that on top. No foundation is laid on the top. The foundation is laid on the bottom. See, and the woman, see, you're the walls that sits on the foundation. You don't hold up nothing. See, what that wall do, that wall allows something to come in. See, that wall is that prayer over your husband. That you ain't praying for. Okay. All right. I know. Woo. My goodness. You're supposed to carry the weight, men. What you crying about? You're designed to carry it. Okay. You're designed to carry it. Hold on, let me get here. I'm going I'm to get this one out today. So check, check this out. This is what happens right here, Greg. So you build a huge office, you know, complex and building. So beautiful. You got the windows, the furniture, the tiles, the, the, the columns, and every, all the amenities. Right? When I want to sell it, I showcase all of that. When I buy a house, I show all that. Right? Woo! Beautiful. But you never see how beautiful the foundation is. You never see them show you the foundation. You, you don't, okay, okay. Ooh. See, you never see them, this is the foundation, click, isn't it beautiful? Click. The foundation, you don't even see it. Hello, man, you don't even see them. You're holding it up. No, none. None. Because you're doing what you're supposed to do in your purpose. See, a real man don't go around bragging about what he's doing for his family. He just does it. He just does it. See, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. So that's not a foundation. Foundation don't do that. See how we're all out of whack? He don't care if he's ever in it. The foundation don't care if it's in a photo. 
Foundation don't care if he's in a photo. Just do it. Your job is to hold the family up. Hold your wife up. Hold your children up. Pay the bills. Fix the house. Do the cars. All right. Keep them solid. Keep them together. That's your job. You hear me, Aaron? That's going to be your job. Adam, you hear me? That's going to be your job. Uh, we looking, we want to be, we want to be like the fixtures. Look, look at me. I'm sparkling. I'm shining. Look at what I'm doing. That's what you're supposed to do. This is the responsibility of a real man of God. See, God laid you down. That's what he did with Adam. He laid him down on the earth. That thing that he has dominion over. And he formed him out of that. Okay. Woo! Out of the Adam mud, the earth. Okay, okay. So we, he laid him down. When you put a foundation, you have to lay the foundation down. And then you got to pour in the materials. And he breathed in him the breath of life. See? So we don't get this. We don't get it. And he laid him down. It called, yes, you can carry the weight. Yes, you can. Terrence, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Avery, yes, you will and you can. See, we had no fathers. We had no fathers. See, see, when you when you build, there's a thing called a building code. Okay, all right. See that? See, we bring it down where you at. See, if you break the walls, right? They won't condemn the building. If the windows are broke, if the lights don't work, if the pipes don't work, they don't kill. Listen, they don't condemn the building. But if you find a crack in the foundation, the whole building will be condemned. So this is why the enemy comes in and removes the man out of the home. Because he removes the foundation from the family. So now the home is condemned. Now my daughter is open to anything. Now my sons is open to anything. There's no spiritual guide there. See, this is what we don't understand. See, he's doing it. The enemy ain't worrying about you, ladies. Because he didn't build a foundation on you. That's why you can't live with her. That's why you can't shout. No, you got to marry her. Fulfill your call. I've laid the foundation down on you. Come on. I poured in the ground. I poured it in there. See, when you pour that foundation down that concrete, it takes 28 days for it to cure, to it come to its full strength. 
You can't put nothing down there at first. See, that's the hurt. You can't lay nothing down yet. Get the hurt. Get it cure. Let it become solid. Now I can build. See, the devil ain't interested in y'all ladies. I'm going to let y'all know that right now. He is not interested in you. You know what? Because that's why you can see him. No, he put the empty between you and Satan. So that means that you know each other. You can see him. See, the man is the one that had the problem seeing him. That's why I need you. That's why I need, hello, that's why I need you. He ain't after you. When Eve ate, she ate it. He didn't do that. He didn't not that at first. Adam, where are you? Where are you? See, this is why. I guess I'm about finished here. Oh, okay. Now I'm about finished here. See, this is why we have most of our issues are with the men or the fathers. Okay? Let's look around the church right now. Where are the men? Let's look in here. How many men do I have in here? Sound off. One. 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 Nope. I think I made my point. I think I made my point. I think I made my point. So you get too familiar with your spiritual leaders. You get too familiar. Then when you get too familiar, you take advantage. See, got many teachers but few fathers. What's wrong with our whole society and humanity is the father, the foundation. It's not there. That's my point. Not there. Foundation. No, they're trying to teach us to build two foundations. You have two men in a house. See, that's not God's design. So they can, people can say all they want, but you can't build a house with two foundations. Don't have two foundations. It's one. <clears throat> Then you can't build a house with walls. That's you. <clears throat> you're the walls. You're not the foundation. See, the foundation, the foundation is God's, is the most important part of God's building project. The foundation is. See how, and there's so much more I won't go into with us on the men and manhood and how we're really supposed to be and how you're supposed to really respond and be and how the kids are supposed to be and respond. Just let me have you for about a day. 
And the attitudes that I get from these kids, I wouldn't have it no more. Because you can't take care of yourself. You can't do anything on your own. And just because you got a parent and they give you everything you want, that's not good for you. You can know why? Because look how you behave when order comes. See, we just love to be lawless and out of order. Your parents ask you to do something, you do it. See, this is what you, you understand me? All y'all right here, y'all understand me? Everybody, all the kids, y'all understand me? When your parents ask you to do something, do it. You hear me? See, but this is going to prolong your life. That you think you know everything that you know about your life. Children, honor your mother and your father. Well, I don't have one. Well, attach to someone in the, we had some old men here. Could help out. Yeah, I know. See, men, we, we, we don't even want to be doing what we're supposed to do. You don't even know how to fulfill what you're supposed to part, Terrence, into your children. It should be life-changing. It should be transgenerational what you say to your kids. So when I'm dead and gone, they still hear my father's voice. And another they won't. See, it's no response. See, and as a child, you can attach to something that's good, just like you can attach to something that is bad. A bunch of the parents just need a, a whooping too. That's right. No, I'm talking about just in the body of Christ and how we're supposed to be with our children. And then our children are so disrespectful. I mean, I just, I mean, that right there. And, you know, that's the one thing that gets me. Because you don't understand the damage that you're doing, listen, to humanity. That's why the father, look, where are the men? See, that's why the women, see, they always, see, they're not supposed to design the lead. The men in the Bible led their women. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. We're we struggling with God. How are we struggling with God? You know how we're struggling with God? Because you are in the way. But you won't yield or submit to him. There's no way you're going to yield and submit to me. But I'm just a mere man, but in his call. The Father releases revelation for your life. It's innate. It's in you. It's in your nature as men. It's inside of you, Avery. But you keep hearing what you're supposed to hear, and you're going to grow up in that true stature of Christ that should be in you, the correct image. See, well, you just got attached to the right thing. You have to. Mm-hmm. So we just got, I'm going to say it one more time. We got many teachers. Everybody won't tell you something, but few fathers. Few fathers. Where are they at 
It breaks my heart. So I know it breaks God's heart. See how foundation. See how foundation. See, see how the men in your life treat you because their foundation was wrong and their father's foundation was wrong and so on and so on. And then you're a recipient of that. I'm going to leave it alone. You really don't have no excuse. Amen. I hope it was. Get that. See the man? People, people just don't, don't. You can't flatter God. I come here to learn something. I come here to be a better Man, I want to put the right foundation before me. I can handle anything that this world brings to me. See, when I was, when I was, I'm be real honest with you. When I was, when me and Mel got together, I had one child. She had three, four. And I'm like, you know, I'm saying to myself, this is me. I'm being transparent with me. I'm asking myself, how can I do this? Yes, you did. Driving home from, how can I do this? I mean, what in the world? But I always said this. I love her. And that made it easy, palatable. I could receive it because I knew that I loved her. I mean, I'm just telling y'all, this is what I'm saying. I'm asking myself as a man, how can I do this? Do I got that much love? I mean, I won't save then. Do I have that in me? Jesus. Do I have it in me? Boy, I guess you know the answer. Because it was always there. Because he designed me like he poured the foundation of his kingdom. I still can have rule over my, over, listen, what he has given me, my portion, my family. That's how a man should be known, by his descendants. Oh, my God. I said descendants. His lineage, my daughters, my sons. But we are, so many foundations are laid down wrong. So many are laid down wrong. So many. Come up. Peaches. built for it I was designed for it there's nothing wrong with being on the bottom that's because God put me there I can hold it up the accolade I need for my wife is that we make eye contact and we already speaking to each other we know what we're saying and a lot of words ain't got to be said and no man has hated himself Who am I missing? Wait, come on up. Wasn't well, that a really dynamic teaching? Amen. Give God the glory. Amen. Give God the glory that he cares enough about us that he would really show us what it is to be fathered. 
you know, with those who may didn't have a father in the home present and those who may have had a father in the home present but still didn't have that real relationship, a healthy Help. relationship with a father. And in his word, he says, I will give another mother, another father for those. Because he didn't want us to go without. He wants us to be fully equipped, amen, and advancing his kingdom. I tell you, Pastor, I um, realize this uh, key word that they may want to take with them is imprint. Mm-hmm. The father, he makes an imprint. Yes, he does. On his children. Whether good or bad, there is an imprint. And an imprint is a mark, an identity that stays on the memory of the person. Hey, teacher, it should be his name. It should be his name. It's exactly. It's an identity. It's a mark. And it stays on the key phrase. It stays on yes. the memory. Mm-hmm. The mind, it fix the identity fee fix itself on the mind of the child. See, and this is why we realize that you, when I'm trying to do what's right or whatever, or I'm doing what's right, where does this come from? This come from an imprint from the father. Whether he was there physically or not. He put an imprint that fixed itself on your mind. And you live it out. But this is what the Heavenly Father wants to do. He wants to place an impression, an imprint on your mind. Fix himself to your memory. See, and this is how you live out the life. Of the Father, that you have a memory. See, you can't hold anything else but that imprint and to right. live that out. Exactly. So I really pray that today as, as you leave the place, and this is a time for continued worship for your giving and uh, to, to pray. So with me talking, you can still come up if uh, anyone desires to uh, need prayer or stand in, uh, as an intercessor to, or intercede for someone else. But I want you to know that your life should really change because now you're not just having a concept about what a father is, but you have a you now develop a real genuine relationship with the father. Fatherhood is so is a blessing. It's a blessing, Pastor. Thank you for that teaching because um, I can truly say that my father made that imprint on me. That's why, friendly, no matter, you know, kids are mean when you, you're young going to school and they name call you. And then I was, you know, the bone maroney, skinny thing. I would get all the skinny jokes. And, you know, whether you're overweight or underweight, whatever, you know, kids are just mean. They can find something to, you know, to joke you about. And because my father, from a young age, how he would express his love for me and, and that I was beautiful so nothing no one ever said to me stuck with me because of what my father imprinted on my life that gave me confidence it gave me assurance it helped to keep me in focus of where I was going because of my father 
and even he's dead and gone now, and I can still hear him say, you always know the right thing to do. Just do it. Amen.